0: This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts HOOK
1: ANOTHER LUCKY TROUT, HG! Yes, uh, to you much, Cedric been Sump A-O, torching the Blindside Blue Paper once again. That's the sonic boom, the atomic tsunami, and the humble suburban grunt and poke of a dad who loves his kids, of the Sumter camped in the Bludging on the Blindside Soundproof Cave here at the ABC Grandstand HQ. Uh, Australia, welcome to another bludge. It's HG Nelson uh, opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week, what an incredible week! A not going too much, but it's barely enough. And uh, the rugby league world exploded this week when Tiger tough Trent Naden was asked to pull up the pew for a month on the pine after a dangerous tackle. Blindsiders may remember Trent was a dog until a couple of weeks ago and this top hurl has made a big statement for his new club, the Tigers. Manly fullback and skipper Jake Travoyevich said there was no malice in it. It was just one of those things that can happen in rugby league week in, week out, in the toughest competition in the world. Incidentally, uh, new coach, new head coach at the—I'm uh, not sure how many coaches they've got there at Tiger Town—but new head coach uh, Brett Kamali says he's going to bring the fun back to footy. Phew, big task. And what about those dogs? Uh, which part of the game plan that suggested, quote, get it to Carr and unleash the fox, which part of that didn't the recently catch so, so coach Trent Barrett not understand? Or was it the blue selection snub that has turned the fox right around and got the tail in the air and him scooting up the sideline uh, and fired up the fastest man in league? Sure, he's quick. He's incredibly quick. And don't Aussie rugby league fans love their wingers? I know we've made this point before on this program, that many people only go to the league to see wingers in action and only, they love being near wingers who are scoring tries. Now, stoolman Paul Gallons, who knows a thing or two about taking a punch, comes to Felice Cafusi's aid with a passionate defence of his elbow chopped to the back of Sam Walker's head. It was a ho- hooter-smashing clobber, but the stool says uh, bashing plays in the back head is not Felice's go. It's just part and parcel of the modern game. Uh, incidentally, elsewhere at the top, the very top of the game, uh, Peter Verlander's lead Supremo, after whipping up a deal for round one stateside in 2023, cut a swathe. That's how I'm seeing it. Cutting a swathe through UK racing in the biggest week of the year. In the Royal Carriage seating arrangements on July uh, June the 15th, rather, I've got a month ahead of myself there, June the 15th, Peter and Mrs. V originally plonked in carriage four. Whew, there was some... Tight lips and ashen faces when they saw that lineup. Mercifully, Parade Marshal Commander Harry Styles realised the mistake of protocol and moved the Man of Feathers and Consort into Carriage One with the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall. And thank goodness, protocol was restored. I mean, I'd hate to see if Russia got wind of that lineup. Now, uh, they took over the reins. In the carriages, when, uh, you know, things, when the lead horse looked as though it was going to get out of control, mercifully, the Man of Feathers stepped in and with a firm grip, got everything back under control, and he did not let Australia down. I, I Look, I've got to be honest here, is I can't remember other Australians being given the head carriage in one of those Ascot lineups. Uh, I mean, I may be wrong, maybe, uh, you know, somebody like Walla Barton is today, all of those great racing identities, you know, say, um, I don't know, Jamie Carr, you know, Mark Zaraffa, People like that may have done it, but I can't remember anybody having to wear the Dickensian look for the whole day with the top hat and the stupid tie and the waistcoat and all that sort of gear, the spats. Anyway, I can't remember any of that happening before, but what a moment to be the head of the queue when Nature Strip, our best, our greatest, beat a riderless horse to take the king's stand in style. It was a great race and people were confused about what that horse did and then they realised the jockey had fallen off. And what about those socceroos? I mean, Supercoach Arnold has them on track for a World Cup's final berth in Qatar later this year with a fighting win against the South American powerhouse Peru. It was one of those great matches where our Roos had 90% of the play but just couldn't find the back of the net. Couldn't find the back of the net. I mean, I chewed away my nails. I was up to my elbow. I mean, it was just that bad. I just thought sooner or later they're going to get this. They go, oh, no, they missed again. Anyway, that's Arnold for you. And after 120 minutes of nail-biting nothingness, the game came alive and justice was delivered with the final kick of the penalty shootout. It was just incredible. I don't know how Arnold does it, but he got him there. And uh, speaking of, um, well, football codes elsewhere, AFL and the Dogs coach, Luke Beveridge, calls for the scrapping of the AFL drugs policy. Well, some might say he would, wouldn't he? Because he got his one of his players in trouble with a bag of gear. Not normally available over the counter in this or any other state. Anyway, his position is that no one thinks the current policy works. His spray bears out what Nick Riewold uh, comments, which we savaged on this very program, that the AFL is wash with drugs. Uh, Nick and uh, Luke say it's uh, now worse than Columbia in the old days when Pablo ran the show. And that's saying something. I mean, uh, you know, Pablo grew it and blew it. If you want to score... Get in touch with a registered AFL player. This week, the great and the good. That's right. Well, Luke Bailey's up to his tricks and all that, et cetera. You know, cetera. Bailey Smith, I mean, is up to his tricks with the bag and that sort of thing. Anyway, the great and the good gathered for a roll-up and a Campbell World carrot in the AFL Hall of Fame Night of Nights. Uh, look, as far as I could tell through the thick haze, no umpires were ushered into the hall this year, even though it's been a well, been a year of vintage umpiring. And umpiring excellence. In fact, the last dump, people listening to this may know, but the last dump was ushered in in 2017, Brett Allen. God, couldn't Allen hold a note? I mean, he could blow a whole quarter. He just got... (laughs) Much better than me. He was way better than me. But to hold a note for the whole quarter is just incredible, that circular breathing he gets going. I know you must have been speaking to Matty Ellett about how to do it underwater, but he did it above water. Now, and is it time for the wives, girlfriends and partners to have a seat in the hall? I mean, I just raised this as a conversational gambit. It uh, could be our topic this week, the national conversation, should the wives, girlfriends, I mean, they contribute so much to good ship AFL football and they should be acknowledged on this special occasion. And there'd be room. I mean, they've got a vast, vast hall there and not many people turn up to do the signing of the books and, handing out the cup of tea and so on. I think most of them are registered on, but the public don't know. Let's say one week, uh, you know, I don't know, Maxie Gorn will be in there along with, uh, say, uh, Patrick Cripps doing the, um, you know, work with the handouts and so on. And crammed onto this action-packed card last Wednesday night was an evening for all quiet Australians, all Australians, well, who are forgotten in their quietness. All Australians doing it tough, and isn't that everyone these days, doing it tough, when Hooney and Goodall Clash went ahead despite the hail of bullets hitting the uh, Hooney Clubhouse last week. Hard to know if the gunshots were a comment on the brutality of boxing, or just a canny part of fight promotion by the Hooney camp. And uh, still in the squared circle, I should point out Hooney won quite easily in the end, and it did appear that some critics were disappointed with the good all approach, which seemed to be more akin to world championship wrestling than boxing. But that's the fight game, and I'm not one to comment on that because, let's face it, pay your money, you take your chances. Now, and still on the squared circle, Tim Zhu has hooked a world title shot. Well, that's what it looked like at the start of the week. A dream became a reality when agreement was struck for a stink with, uh, obviously, Tim Zhu and Jamel Charlo for the undisputed world super world await ground. I love that world await. And the super world awaits even more. Uh, that was Monday. By Wednesday, another contender had stepped into the uh, frame, complicating the date and location struggle. But uh, those in charge of the alphabet soup can bang their heads and sort this out behind the scenes. Uh, and can I point out this weekend is Logie's weekend. Oh, look, I never get enough. I mean, I think uh, some of the stars who are up for um, the big gong, Carl Stefanovic, Hamish Blake, I think Ray Mar's in there. I'd love to see Ray Mar get. Wouldn't it be great if Ray Ma from Home and Away, you know, stone the flaming Crows, that Ray Ma, he got it. It'd be a sentimental favourite. Certainly I've got a couple of bob on him. Got no inside information about this, although I am expecting a phone call in about four or five minutes' time to let me know who's actually won it. So it's a great lineup. And this is – people forget that this is TV's Night of Nights. You know, TV's having a run of outs lately. It uh, doesn't seem to be talking to people the way it used to. Anyway, this is um, – uh, TV's Night of Nights, and talking to people in the business who know about these things, they think it was been the greatest year for television since 1974. That's some call, isn't it? That's a hell of a long time ago, 1974. I'm not sure what shows. Obviously, Bill Bird, uh, probably Daryl Summers would have been doing something there that was noteworthy. Uh, you know, I don't know if Rush was on then, but, uh, you know, there you go. That gives you an idea of what was happening in 1974, and I think it has been as good as that. Now, Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us, and we brought forward through the solidly back-up storage of the week's sporting action, and now to get the blindside barge away from the war for another week, it's time to ask the man who gave the world the voice of hope to step up and have another spray. The voice of hope is heard on bludging on the blindside, and it belongs to rampaging Roy Slavin. And remember, blindsiders, this is a man who fundamentally believes you cannot make an omelette Without stepping on eggs. Happy Rugby League, Roy. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion for another week simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick
2: cyber node! Yes, thank you very, very much. Uh, and uh, happy Rugby League, HG, to you and your your family. Thanks, Roy. And uh, happy Rugby League to all those decent Australians, Rugby League loving Australians, that is, quietly turning off the lights and all the unnecessary appliances. It's been a very, very unusual week and uh, you'd have to say whoever's been uh, at the, um, holding the rudder or the tiller of of our energy policy has really got some ducks lined up nice. They have, they have. Very, very good uh, policy, you'd have to say. A lot of uh, policy pigeons have come home to roost and they're looking good. They are. We just wait very, the, very good. We just wait for the
1: shooter to arrive
2: with the yeah. gun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just got a weird logic to it. Oh, I, I, I like it all, really. I like the fact that uh, the cheapest way for us to get gas is to go to Japan and buy it there from Australia and bring it back. I know. That's I the know. cheapest way. I, I mean, it makes sense when you I think know. about it.
1: How about the Port Moresby to Sydney pipeline for our gas?
2: Yes. Why not? Drive it up
1: there in boats, put it in the pipeline, sure.
2: send it back. Yep, yep, yep. Now, it's just, uh, it's just brilliant. I know. Brilliant organisation. Brilliant. And I think, as nearly as I can tell, most of our gas is given away for next to nothing, uh, with no tax paid, and usually companies that reside overseas. Brilliant. Brilliant. I know. But it creates jobs, you see. Yeah, that's true. It creates true. jobs. I that's think uh, the gas industry are probably about, I don't know, 20 or 30 Australian jobs. 20 or 30? You'd have to think. That many? You'd have to think. Now, uh, speaking of uh, energy and crisis, Netball Australia is in financial trouble. God Almighty, I never thought this would happen. Looking at the, uh, they're looking at the gambling industry for sponsorship. Kelly Ryan is the new CEO, and she's very go ahead. She looks very, very go ahead. Uh, she's reached out to uh, Ladbrokes, I think, and Centrebet and a few others. Neds, uh, to, and oh, I don't know about that. Bluebet, she might have Bluebet. Okay, are, uh, um, I, I don't think she minds as long as, long as they're pre- prepared to put a bit of money in. I think there's about a, a shortfall short of between four and seven million. Right. Uh, I if, don't know how, uh, but it's there. It's a reality, that yeah. it's going to have to be dealt with. Uh, now, if say Cenobet is prepared to put four to seven million into Netball Australia, that's great. I know it's great.
1: Great. They are going to
2: try and sell the whole lot. What? What to Centebet?
1: Well, I don't know. To Centebet, to somebody who'd buy it.
2: To interested in buying Netball? Well, well let's mean, say they are. Yeah, That'd be great.
1: Fantastic.
2: That'd be great. Maybe one of these overseas companies that own all our gas. Oh, they'd be good. Maybe they could buy Netball. Hmm. Maybe. Star City? Would they buy it? Star City. Uh, is that legal? Are they? I'm are, not they sure. are they? They've they been credited. I don't think. I don't either. think they are. No, not yet. They I will, think so. they've been laundering money. Now, I um, don't mind if laundered money goes to netball. God almighty, so much laundered money about. Couldn't we bloody channel it towards something that's decent? I know. I know. Decent?
1: And it's great to get a bet on.
2: Vixens, yes, be right Yeah, I, 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 no, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah I'm betting on the diamonds.
1: Yeah, diamonds. Oh, in, diamonds the
2: in, in, the, in the, it might yeah. be the Commonwealth Games. Well, they're the top team. They're the top team. Top seed. Well, uh, oh, I think England won the last last time we played Commonwealth Games. Oh, England got the gold. Yeah, I, I think That's so. I think there's unfinished business for our cash-strapped yeah.
1: Hey,
2: Now, Andrew Gaze is officially made a Hall of Fame legend. I've got no argument with that at all. We've had a little bit to do with Andrew over the years. A thoroughly decent Australian. In the basketball? In the basketball. Yeah, good. Yeah, basketball, yeah. And it's most unusual, HG, in as much as... His father, Lindsay Gaze, is also a legend. In there? The, he's, he's, yep, in the and Hall of Fame.
1: Are they, are they, are they pro-reaching out to the public and getting them to come in and have a look at the Hall sure. of Fame?
2: Sure, sure. I think anyone's welcome at the Basketball Hall you of Fame. Could. I think it's open 24-7. Right. 24-7. You just knock. He's I've come a, to see Gaze. I've come to see Andrew. In you come, sir. In you come, or sir. madam. Yeah. Would you like to speak to Lindsay as well? Yes, I would. They're both here. Have a cup of tea. Uh, no, Australians are in trouble in Sri Lanka. This is the cricket team. The injury toll is mounting. Smith's in trouble now. Ashton Agar is said to have a cut hand. Now, hang on. Hang on. Didn't Stark Stark have a a cut cut hand? hand They did. What are they they doing
1: with knives? I just hope they're not cooking their own meals. Well, well,
2: they must be. They must be. Down in the kitchen, as we suspected last week, with Stark. But the thing that doesn't add up with Stark is that his cut is on his left hand, and he's left-handed, was he using his right hand with the knife? Yeah, well, that's easy. It's very have. hard to cut yourself if you've got the knife in your left hand and huh? you're left-handed and you end up with a cut in your left hand unless there was some hijinks going exactly. on. Exactly, hijinks in the Hijinks. Rooms. Was Agar and Stark having a little deal?
1: Oh, wow, I hadn't knife thought of that. Knife
2: style. I hadn't thought of that. Anyway, it's up to the coach. It's up to the coach, this faceless, nameless fellow who's come in behind... Langer, Langer, it's up to him to get him aside and say, look, don't pick up any knives. Put the cutlery away. Just use your hands. Yeah, that's right. Squeeze the lemon. Yes.
1: Now, Langer.
2: Oh, I'll get to Langer. uh, Good, good, good. Now, Ricky Ardo, eighth in Azerbaijan. At least he's heading in the right direction. He's
1: improving.
2: Uh, I don't know how he's uh, gone... This weekend, though, in qualifying, I don't know. Well, I, think, I think he had a couple of good runs, but I don't know about his fastest run. Don't know. I think the horror show is in front of him. Oh, no, horror show isn't. Okay. Now, Cam Smith, uh, this is Golfing Cam, calls for a PGA event in Australia. You know, I thought there was, I thought the Australian Open was a PGA event, but apparently it's not. What, to, what, to, what's what the, makes it a PGA yeah, event? Thanks. Yeah, good. I don't know. You mean. I I just don't you know. know. That
1: shark show. The,
2: the, the shark show is not a PGA. No, no, event. no, I
1: understand that, but it has no impact on Australia because there's no PGA
2: PGA events here. Well, it impacts in as much as some Aussies have gone over to play with the Shark Show Mm -hmm. and have therefore been penalised and it's threatening their PGA career. But the PGA must accept the Australian Open as it is, um, but they don't appear to have a separate PGA event here in Australia and Cam Smith's calling for one. And I'd agree, I think there should be one. Now, when we could squeeze it in, maybe November? Yeah, November. November's not a bad time, say, to uh, to have a Australian PGA.
1: Well, that just doesn't... Well, no, I think mean, that'd be ha- great. You mean no one's... We've been playing golf since about 1826. Yes, we have, yes. In Australia. In Australia. First Australia. course was in Tasmania. That's right. Uh, now, That's we right. have... No, no one's noticed the fact that we have We haven't got a PGA. a
2: PGA, no. Except Cam. God, he's smart. Cam Smith. Smart as... Now, you're going to mention Justin Langer. Justin Langer has been asked to be leader of the Liberal Party in Western Australia. Wow. Wow. Yes. And what a breath of fresh air that'd be. It'd be fantastic. I know they're a bit, uh, you know, backwards and down the dumps in Western Australia. The Mm. the Liberal Party, I think it's down to about two people. Mm. Now, Justin Langer would certainly... uh, Draw a crowd. Draw a crowd and people would be very interested in his thoughts, particularly when it comes to energy. Or health. Or health. Education. Yes, yes, or motivation. Isn't he a big gardener too? He you is know, a big gardener, yeah. you do the agricultural side He of would, it, wouldn't he it? would. Yeah. He would. He'd be across all of those briefs. Uh, David Pocock has been elected into the Senate. What a breath of fresh air that's going to be. Australian a vast,
1: rugby star.
2: A voice of rugby in, in the Senate. Yeah. Now... In the Senate.
1: Taking over the position that uh, the Brick with ice Eyes had.
2: That's right. I know, different code. Different but, code. Yeah, but yeah. again, but in the Senate. Rugby League went through the roof when Lazarus was a senator. Indeed. It did. It did. Josh Frydenberg is rumoured to replace the murderer. Now, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. I mean, well, he knows how to fiddle books, doesn't he? You'd have to say. Can I say... He's, I not, mean, he's not going to be scared of the numbers.
1: No. Can I say hiding in plain sight? Hiding in big, plain sight, yeah. Is his big
2: asset. That's, right. That's exactly right. Mm. Uh, now, very good news. Serena is to contest Wimbledon. I suspect she's still dreaming of matching Margaret Court's record of 21 slams. She's got, this is Serena, has 20. It just shows how great Margaret Court was. 21 slams. Can I ask
1: is this a coming out of retirement or is she just playing cherry well, picking? Well, la- oh, the
2: last time she played was Wimbledon this time last year where she slippery surface I think she slipped over and uh, had to, had to qualify, withdraw
1: disqualified herself. Yeah.
2: Hasn't played since. Right. So this is a very big thing. Uh, I assume she's been doing a bit of practice at home. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so.
1: Do you think she's looked at the lineup likely yes. to play against her?
2: Yeah, and realises that Ash Barty isn't there and well, things have opened up a little bit. Thanks. So this could be a great opportunity for her, should for she 21st. be lucky enough to squeeze through. I don't know if she's seeded or not. That'd be interesting to know. I don't know. I don't know. Will she have points? She still? won't have any points. Uh, hangover points? No, she won't Carry have any points. over no, points? No, I don't think she will be seeded. Uh, which would mean the first time she's gone in as an unseeded player, probably in her career since she was 14. I hadn't thought of that. No, nor me. I'm just thinking of it now. Are you? I'm astonished. Are you thinking? I think of, there's an article in it. Are
1: you thinking of approaching I, Ned's...
2: I think I'm, I'm. I'm thinking of approaching one of our leading newspapers to see if I could write an article about it, just a short, you know, four or five hundred words, right. interesting thoughts. <laughs> Stephen Nero, our men's blind cricketer, cricket batsman,
1: isn't
2: he nice. scored an astonishing 309 not out in a test against New Zealand. It's incredible. That isn't? is incredible. 309 not out. You'd have to say he was seeing the ball bloody well that day.
1: I think the term is hearing, hearing the, the
2: ball. ball.
1: Astonishing. No, no, amazing. It is amazing. Absolutely stunning.
2: Amazing. Uh, Nick Kyrgios takes out Syspass uh, in a boil over. is right about oh, six or seven in the world. So this is very big news for Nick Kyrgios. Sure, he blew up a bit. Sure, he gobbed off at the, uh, at the ref, the umpire. the umpire. Off, gobbed off at the crowd. Gobbed off at uh, Tsitsipas. Gobbed off at his own, you know, people in his own box, that sort of thing. But it got him through. Uh, he says he plays better when he's angry. Right. He plays better when he's upset. And he's not alone there. There are other no. players oh, like yeah. that. Mm. You know, John, John McEnroe, for example, he used to really love getting fired up. And he's now, uh, you know, an ambassador. A great commentator. Great commentator. Mm. Uh, so there is. A, there may well be a future for Nick. and It would be great if he could take this form into Wimbledon. However, he could become a victim of his own success because he might be seeded.
1: Ah, right. He's going to be more
2: dangerous if he's unseeded.
1: Yeah, right. So if
2: I was advising Nick.
1: Just drop that. Yeah. He's in the final
2: at uh, – I don't know if he's in the final. Oh, he might okay, be in, in the final quarters. or in the oh, quarters. No, sorry.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right.
2: Now, the World Cup miracle, everyone's talking about it. Graham Arnold's meeting with destiny has a real date now, doesn't it? I mean, all those doubters of uh, the Arnold polish. Uh, You know, there's a lot of... uh, I mean, there are a lot of fathers when it comes to the success of Graham Arnold. Uh, Hink Doot comes to mind. Um, Hiddink. uh, Hiddink, of course. Hiddink and Doot, they... uh, That magic combination. That magic combination. And and Arnold sat at their feet. He did. And the great thing about Graham Arnold, Graham Arnold is when he's sitting at someone's feet, he listens. And he, uh, he's taken. He's a much more mature, much more considered coach mm. these days, yes. or manager, as we call yeah. it. in yeah. tactics uh, in, are big. So his, his tactics are incredible, yeah. aren't yeah. they? Yeah. So uh, considered. Putting
1: Redman in just, you know. Oh, I, it, I, I, who would have thought I didn't of that? think it was going to work. No, neither did you I. You know, I was I left too the room. I,
2: I wasn't going to watch. Yeah. Thank God I did.
1: Yeah. Now, can I ask you to use a word that you don't like using, you know, in terms of Graham
2: Arnold? Outstanding. Thanks very much, sir. An outstanding Australian. Thanks very much, yes. Outstanding. In fact, all the Socceroos are outstanding Australians. I mean, I hardly know any of them, but they're outstanding Australians. I've got to be honest, I don't know any of them. Well, we don't. No, we don't. We've got to be honest about that. If you ask me, how many Socceroos do you know at the moment? None.
1: No. Well, I know Redmayne because he... Well, well said, I saw him, but yeah, I don't I know him. him. I haven't no, met no, him. No, I agree. Have I you agree. met him? No, I haven't. I haven't met him. No, I just sort of know him as I see
2: him. On yeah, I, I know. He was a weird bloke. I know. Jumping around. Jumping around in the box, yeah. yeah. I mean, is that legal? Must be, I suppose. Just didn't look right to me. But anyway, that's just me. And I didn't sit at the feet of dude. <laughs> uh, now... Charles Schwatzel wins the Sharks' inaugural Saudi show. Now, are we going to hear much of uh, Schwatzel? I hope so. Sounds great. (laughs) I'd never heard of him before. But isn't it great? Already the Saudi show is throwing up names. No. (laughs) (laughs) And stars. (laughs) And stars. You didn't realise that? I didn't realise we had stars. like Schwatzel. No. Charles Schwatzel. Good on him. I think he won about $250 million. He doesn't have to play again, really. No. He's only doing it for the family. Wonderful week for the greatest game of all. You know, I'm just wondering if uh, Freddie should pick the Penrith team for the Blues side and State of Origin and invite Ivan Cleary to help out. I think that's been suggested. Has it? Well, you know, that they as a joke. That's what I'd do. Yeah. If I was Freddie. Um, oh, speaking of Freddie, I, I interrupted your Freddie story last week, eh? She, um, I think you were about to say, and I jumped on, jumped over you. You were about to say that he, he was able to take. Um, take instructions when he was drowning. He was. He was. He did he, the right thing. He did the right thing.
1: Well, the trouble is is when somebody's drowning, they often don't communicate in the most Oh, no, you're rational.
2: You're irrational. <laughs> and you're desperate. You you just yeah, want yeah, to reach out, out and
1: grab. Yeah, that's right. You're clutching. Which can be these. dangerous for and the And he was person. swallowing a fair bit of water at the yes. time and yep. taking on a fair bit of water at the time. Yep. Yep. And so I had to sort of interpret what he was trying to tell me yes. and thought, yeah, well there was I can see where he's coming from. Yes. yes. And I should help.
2: Yes. Yep, yep, yep. And you did. Yeah, I did. You did.
1: Yes, yeah. we've got Freddie yeah. with us today.
2: Yeah, that's right. Marvellous story. Marvellous story. I mean, there might be a film in it.
1: Yeah, I hadn't thought of that.
2: Yeah, there could be. Once um, the Freddie story is told in celluloid, that episode will have to be there.
1: It, it, you know how you always say pick a moment in a person's career and make it about that rather yeah. than trying to do the whole career yeah. and find a thing that illuminates, Yes, you know, yeah. Triumphing over adversity, for instance.
2: I'm seeing a scene where Freddie's drowning and his whole life is flashing before him. Correct. See? Correct. There we go. Correct. <laughs> Up <laughs> there to we, that there point. We go. Yep. Uh, blues champions Stags and Tupou, they've been selected for Tonga. They may not be able to play for the Blues. They've got a choice to make. They're either going to be playing for Tonga or playing for the Blues. This is a very tricky thing. And I think the man of feathers, I know he's been dining with the Queen and we can get to that later, and so he's probably, possibly a little bit distracted and eye off the ball, but I think the man of feathers has got to step in here.
1: Can I ask, why hasn't this been solved before? Yeah, I
2: know, I know. And I cite... So I know. Rugby league is always playing catch-up with itself. Yeah. <laughs> isn't it? I mean, rugby league just gets ahead of itself and then it's got to catch-up and then we're all confused. It's a bit like energy in Australia. There's no one in charge, really. Yeah. It's just a you know, a free-for-all.
1: See, why wouldn't this story bobbed up with SPW to take one yes. name? Yes,
2: yeah, yeah. I know, I know. We've been here before. Yeah, I know, I know. We've been here before. And we've talked about. We've it got before. to reinvent the bloody wheel every week. with Robbie league. <sighs> has Mick Potter turned the dogs around? I hope so. I hope so. I don't know what he's done. He's found the key. He has. And he's found the lock. And he's found the key fits. That's Potter, isn't it? Smart as. Just finally, HG, I'm glad that the New South Wales, the Peritet government, is taking rugby league seriously. Uh, the Centres of Excellence uh, funding that we applied for, uh, they've received it. It's $113 million over four years. Uh, it will be divided equally between Parramatta, and Georgie Illawarra and the Bulldogs. $113 million over four years. That roughly works out at $9 million per annum per club. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a good start. It is a very good start. For a centre of excellence.
1: And I think Canberra's getting a centre of excellence. I oh, know they're not in New
2: South well, Wales. Nothing but to do with New South Wales, no. No, 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 no. They, that, They'd have to rely on uh, the, ACT. the new... And they, they would approach David Pocock,
1: I'd imagine. Oh, yes, indeed, to act as their... To uh, act as their, their spokesperson.
2: He's the way get, in. Yep, yeah, he's the way in. But what a marvellous week it has been. Make of that what you
0: will. The Rugby League Party allows people to dream, allows people to feel safe guarantees public housing and full employment and the certain promise of a certain future. Next time you vote, vote one, Rugby League.
1: And something I never thought in my wildest dreams I would see happen this week, mm-hmm. when Peter Volander's ah. in the top hat, tails yes. and the whole rig. The morning suit. The morning suit, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And <clears throat> looked, uh, as Didn't I he look good? He did. He looked good. He and it's a good. great role for him to play. Yes. And he had, went to dinner with
2: the Queen. He did. Uh, lunch, rather, with the Queen. With the Queen, yes. Yeah. So uh, much to talk about. She loves her horses. She loves her rugby league.
1: <laughs> she, she, What's great is also she's come on board with rugby league
2: late in life. Yes.
1: Uh, not an easy thing to do. Um,
2: uh, but I think she might have attended one or two World Cups over the years, HG. I'm sure she would have. Yes. And if possible... Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: 2027 might be a bridge too far. Yeah, it might be a bridge too far, But nonetheless, Mm. there's one next, uh, later this year or next year, 2023, next year. Yeah, next year. Now, he tipped her into some horses running at Rose Hill today. Uh, Just strolling, he thinks, in the second is one for the Queen, Mm -hmm. followed by uh, Willinga Rufio in race four. Yes. Uh, The Black Queen, omen tip. A yep. little yep. bit of humour there from verlandis yep. at Race five. Uh, race seven, southern France. You know, it's an Irish horse. And Invinciano in the ninth, yep. plus bringing it home with Rubamos. Yep. So they were the, uh, that was the way to a fat purse for the Queen. Yeah. From uh, the man who knows Mr. Peter Volandis, yep. the man of feathers. Now, Look,
2: Roy. The, the thing that impressed me, HG, is that he knew which bits of cutlery to use and when. I know. You know, how you've got to work your way from the outside in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he, he broke the roll. He broke the
1: roll. He yeah, didn't cut he did, it.
2: No. <laughs> if you cut the roll. Yeah,
1: man. no. But I, know, I know. They just show you the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hoo, great. hook comes he, out. That's right. Great to see you, Peter. You have a good trip home. Yeah. And what I loved also was um, I think it was uh, his great mate, uh, Brian Brown, yeah. suggested he tuck his shirt in before he turned oh, up. Oh, good. Then. Yeah. So there was etiquette there too. Apparently, okay. Ken uh, can often turn up with the shirt out. With but the shirt
2: out, yeah, which is unsightly. Uh,
1: yeah, well, in Royal Company. In Royal I mean, Company, you know, yes. Horses for courses. Yep, and d- yep. let me tell you, he knows horses for courses. Yep, the other yep. thing is you've been to America talking up uh, round zero next year. Mm. H- how do you think that went? I did see him on the uh, Steve Colbert show. Yes. And John Oliver, I think, had him on, but I didn't did. see that. But, no, I uh,
2: didn't see the John Oliver, but he was very good on Colbert. Yeah. Because uh, Colbert couldn't get over the, what, What no pads? No helmets. No helmets. No, yeah, he couldn't believe it. Un... <laughs> couldn't believe club's... it, and looked at a little bit of footage. And uh, Peter talked about you know the the, the thorough decency of uh, your Australian rugby league players and what rugby league means to the culture of Australia and, and tribalism, you know, uh, tribalism, the and, history, and indeed. egalitarianism, yeah. and honesty. You know, and, the, uh, and made a big impact on ball security, ball security, yeah, yeah. and and completing your sets. <laughs> 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 that's right. Yeah. That's right. You know. And but Stephen yeah. seemed very interested. Yeah, he did. You know. he because co- he uh, right he's questions. been to, to to New Zealand a couple of times so he's across rugby union. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't across rugby league. He didn't know about the Warriors at all. No, that very very big
1: gap in his yeah. learning. But, but yeah. mercifully, Peter was able to Oh see yeah, right.
2: bring him up to speed. Sure in the green room because they would have talked about rugby league a lot in the green room. What are we going to talk about yeah, here, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of. Well,
1: yeah, I'm here because of rugby, rugby league, oh, rugby yeah. league. right? Let's talk about that. Now, when he gets to England, did he know he was
2: I assume the way these things work with protocols, HG. I assume he would have known months in advance, right? And do you see that
1: uh, as some uh, Penny Wong, the new foreign minister, was able to ease the way forward there, or do you think it's Maurice Payne who did the heavy lifting to get him in there? What a good question. I mean, is Uh, that part of the new look uh, of Australia's new
2: look? I think the chain of command, HG, would go from. The Queen's secretary, mm-hmm. whose name escapes me at the moment, but he's been there a hell of a long time, a terrific bloke, uh, his people would have got in touch with the Governor-General. Ah,
1: yes, yes.
2: And the Governor-General would have got in touch <laughs> or, if not personally, one of his people would have got in touch with, say, with Peter's secretary to begin with mm-hmm. and then would have spoken directly to Peter himself and then the Governor-General would have spoken to Peter about certain protocols, where you'll be sitting... Um, Tuck the shirt in. Yeah, how the to how to how to address mm-hmm. Her Majesty. Cutlery. Uh,
1: remember, start from the outside. Start from
2: in. the outside. Work your way don't, in. Don't, don't cut, cut, cut your cut bun. The roll. All, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, he would have been told what they would have been eating. You know, whether they were starting with a little with some kippers, and kippers, then, and then kippers on with, toast. And then working their way through to um, I don't know what they'd end up with. Maybe a fruit salad. A fr- Trifle a yeah, Or mess. a trifle Wine trifle I
1: tell perhaps. you what They might have had Or a there. parfait for, the, <laughs> for those who know the ad mm. They might have had A marmalade sandwich This has been a big gag. Oh, has it? Uh, Paddington Bear, I think, comes to visit the Queen. Ah. uh, And there's a great sort of... uh, A bit of byplay. A bit of byplay about marmalade sandwiches. Well, that would have come uh, up. Valandis would have packed one in the hip pocket. Yes. Ma'am, I bought something for you and produced... Or or a little jar of Australian marmalade. Oh, how lucky would she be? Yes. Now, do you see this Mm -hmm. as... Do you read anything into this vis-a-vis Australia, the Republican movement... We're racing stands. I mean, it's called Royal Ramwick for God's sake. Yes. Uh, you know, the nation going ha- ahead, you know, we've got a seat at the table. We've got slippers under the table. Mm-hmm. There may be a change of the guard coming up relatively, say, in the next 15, 20 years. Yes. Uh, and we're talking to the next wave of, you know. Yes. Those in power.
2: Uh, I, I think the Governor-General would have made it very clear to Peter that it would be wise not to raise the issue of the Republic directly with the Queen, but perhaps if the opportunity arose to raise the issue with, say, Prince Charles, I think that's the way it would have gone. Right. Yeah.
1: So those nations that are now part of the Commonwealth, which are Republics... Yes. ...which the poor old uh, next generation have to go down and pretend they're happy about. That's right. Uh, yeah. You think that's how it'll work?
2: That's how it'll work, yeah.
1: yeah. Now, yeah. the other thing is... Uh, you know, there would, would have been a race where uh, I think Artorius was running uh, Nature Strip and uh, people who know the other horse yep, yep. over there. Anyway, where they were running against the Queen's horses, Yes. do you think there might have been a suggestion politically <sighs> mm-hmm. it would be advantageous, Peter? Yes. You know, I know they call you the man of feathers. Yes. Et cetera. Peter, could you just, just see your way clear this once to do the right thing by English racing? hmm yeah. you think some of that could have been going on at the lunch?
2: I, I, I dare say there would have been. There would mm. have been talking about uh, – he he would have raised the issue with her. Uh, Mum, uh, what was your biggest win?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and and they, they'd have so much to talk about. I mean, she met uh, – what was that great uh, – Black Caviar –
1: Black Caviar.
2: When Black Caviar, when Black Caviar went over there and won just by a nose, you'll recall. Yeah, Luke uh, Nolan
1: didn't realise her horse was running right. up the
2: inside. That's right. Uh, her Majesty wanted to meet the horse and was taken down uh, to to meet the horse. Peter would have raised that with her. Yes. She would have have wanted to know, you know, how's Black uh, Caviar getting on? Yes. Uh, Is she still with us? Uh, Mm. Yes. uh, She's. uh, Yeah, holidaying. Holidaying. I I think she has had progeny. Yes. uh,
1: Successful? No, not
2: very. Mm. But uh, that's the way it is. Mm.
1: But then once they've broken the ice with that sort of thing, a horse, you know, she might have said, you know, we've got a horse running in the fifth against Artorius, you know. You know, considering international relations, mm. you know, could you see a way clear to have a word to the jockey to maybe go easy in the last go easy furlong? In
2: the last, yes, we uh, might have discussed that. We might have discussed. Did do, do you name your horses, ma'am? Ah, uh, and she might have said, "Oh no, I don't do that." I have a committee to do that. Committee yeah. yeah, just as well. I was a little concerned about it. Big Dick in the ninth. <laughs>
0: Lodging on the Blind Side is again sponsored by the Queensland Pig Shooting Association, the New South Wales Duck Shooters Confederation and the Australian Shotgun Museum, Tamora, New South Wales.
1: Um, Now, coming back to Rugby League, which, uh, let's face it, is in a weird state. I've got to be honest here. Mm -hmm. Volandis is escaping the... uh, the furnace here to put his feet up and wear the top hat in uh, foreign climes. Mm. Very sad story concerning Newcastle. Now, there's two things about this that I think we have to worry about. Yeah. Newcastle coach, this is from the Nine newspaper. Mm. Uh, Newcastle coach Adam O'Brien says his players don't want to go grocery shopping or out for coffee for they fear they've let the town down. Oh, dear. Now, I think we've encountered this before with, mm. I think, Newcastle in particular. Mm. Such is the reality of the playing uh, of playing in a struggling Knights team yeah. in a rugby league mad town such as Newcastle that that can carry a heavy load and erode your confidence. Mm. But we control it as much as we can. The problem is reversing the fortunes is no quick fix. O'Brien says issues at the Knights have been ingrained for so long he mm. wouldn't even call it years; it's close to two decades.
2: Yeah.
1: Two decades. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matty Johns would have been playing there. Yeah. Now, on field, uh, there is a mental barrier Mm. that's been there for us for a fair while. Off the park, Newcastle mentor points to pathways, recruitments, retention, training and game models. Mm. As key points, the clubs have to get right. They're very envious of Penrith because Penrith is um, able to grow players and bring them into first grade. He says, not one member of the night's starting back line who faced Penrith on Sunday was a New South Wales junior, let alone a Newcastle junior. Yeah. So Ponga, mm. uh, Queensland, Jake Clifford and Ari Tula mm. found their way to Newcastle via North Queensland, mm. Cowboys. The Maroons' centre, Dane Gagai, hails from Mackay. Mm. Edric Lee is from Brisbane. So too is Anthony Milford, parachuted in midway through the season after being cleared of assault charges. Mm. Now, Dom Young was recruited from England. Mm. This is uh, the Knights are far removed from the golden era of inspired local juniors like the Johns brothers, Paul Harrigan, Mark Hughes, Bill Pedden and the Gidley brothers.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, it, it must there must be something going wrong with the feeder clubs, HG. I mean, there's been such a such a rich tradition uh, of local rugby league in the Newcastle area. I think some of the earliest clubs in Australia, in Australian rugby league, were formed. Uh, in Newcastle, uh, we, we had a little bit to do with the western suburbs, Rosellas, you recall, HG. I, we did a couple of jobs there. We, we did. did. Uh, we we uh, had had a bit of a time with with um, uh, qu- with Benny Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett. Yeah, we did a fundraising. We did night. a fundraising. A night. terrific, it a, a terrific night it was, yeah. not a wonderful club there. Wonderful people, and it pulled a crowd, and it pulled a crowd. Um, and I noticed that the Central United. Butcher boys they haven't won since 1949 the butcher boys they keep going out to train they kill st- they, they no. turn up every week yeah enthusiastic enthusiastic th- that's right that's right you've got the Sestock Goannas the Lakes United Curry Curry's got the Bulldogs it might be the Maitland Pumpkin Pickers oh, and know. they're all feeder clubs they're all feeder clubs but they're not feeding anything no or they're not uh, being given a go. Yeah. Whoever's coaching at the Knights at the moment isn't bothering to go to these local games and, and see talent. what talent is there. Because I can guarantee you the talent is there. They're just not being given a go.
1: Now, can I ask, are you calling for a centre of excellence and resilience for the Knights rugby
2: league community? Well, I just want to see some sort of… Uh, pathway? Pathway.
1: Along betwi- along if the pumpkin you're a- pickers yes, into the Knights. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. If you're a terrific, you know, halfback for the, and you've been steering the bloody pumpkin pickers around week in, week out, beautifully, excellently and getting great results, why can't you go and trade with the Knights? Okay, here's
1: the question though. <clears throat> They've lost 14,000 players. Yes. This is the rugby league. The rugby
2: league in general, not the Knights. No, no, not Newcastle. Although not Newcastle. there'd be a percentage that yes. have been lost to Newcastle yes. for
1: sure. And most of these players, People who are lost to the code are bunting on it. Yes. So as they're getting their rugby league through the thrill of the punt. Yes. But then we come to how will this really resolve itself if we've got – the call for more teams is deafening. Yeah. You've got the Bennett side out of, you know, Southeast yep. Queensland, the yep. Dolphins. Yep. You've got people talking about a Pacifica team out of uh, yes. Wellington. Yes. You know, where are the players coming from? We well, don't have enough to, solve, uh, to staff the current lot uh, yeah. and no one's going to look and see what's available at pumpkin picker level.
2: Well… <sighs> Clearly, Valandis has got to step in, and he does. I, I think we need to nationalise rugby league. See, the problem is that your, your individual clubs, say your Manly's, your, your Newcastle Knights, etc., etc., they're pri- private clubs. I know they're not interested in putting resources, money into developing junior league. No, they're not. They're not. You know, <laughs> ask ask anyone associated with the Newcastle Knights how the carry carry Bulldogs going. They're going to look you blank in the face. I know because they don't care. And they should care. They should be reaching out, trying to get as many great players developing in these great feeder areas. I know. With the That's lure, the way it used to be. The lure of the knights.
1: The lure of the knights. Now correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't the Johns brothers come from the Cessnock area? They did. So they fed into that. They the, did.
2: Yeah, and you. They were, did. I think the old man played for Cessnock. And
1: you were telling me years ago that players, when they retired from Sydney, would go up to the Newcastle yes. area and play for West. Central yes. Henry Henry Tartner. Henry Tartner. Henry Tartner,
2: the, Tartner might have played for the Maitland. The only goal kicking prop in Australian history. That's right. Uh, I, I think Johnny Raper went up there and played for the Rosellas. He did.
1: See, he did. the history is so dense and thick with great players. Yes. That's all lost. That's now. all lost. And is this part of the crisis in rural and regional rugby league?
2: Well, I, I, mean, I, I are think these clubs... it is. I think it is. And I think we've got, as I, I, I might have made mention when we started this conversation, nationalisation is the way to go. Yeah, It's yeah. the only way to go. We've got to get private interest. Out of rugby
1: league. And are you seeing a minister for rugby league in the federal government, well, in the cabinet? Well, well that's that where cabinet... it's got
2: to start. <laughs> it's got to start and I've got an email we'll get to after the news yes. that, that sheds light on that very problem. Now, where
1: do we go to in the short term though? Yeah. See, there's no way of feeding better players. You to...
2: can't solve this overnight. <laughs> You, you, you can't, HG. You can't. You can't just wave a magic wand and everything's great and happy in rugby league land. It doesn't, like that. That no. doesn't work that way. No. Someone's got to put in the heart. Yeah, someone's got to have the vision. I mean, it's all very good to sit around swatting around with the Queen, yeah. you know, te- tearing yeah. your bun and looking, you know, picking tickets are you on yourself.
1: And, yeah. You no. know, negotiated the
2: country today, did you, Peter? Yeah. What about Newcastle Rugby League?
1: I know, I know. It does your head in. Doesn't does your it? head in? I mean, priorities,
2: Roy, Priorities. Yes. You know, it's as if it's... whoever's been <laughs> developing the policy for our for our for our uh, national energy has been running where we <laughs>
1: <laughs> Now, then we get Volandis in America talking up round one next year, yes. round zero next year. Yeah. I mean, and again, you come back Newcastle. Yeah. Newcastle, that's what's set against that. And it's not as though the Souths and Manly are pulling great crowds and playing great rugby league. They're not. What it's, is that score the other night? 32 to nil in the first half. The Yanks are going to love that. No helmet, no pads, no <laughs> score, no need. You know, I, mean, I know. It's its a dire strike.
2: I know. I know. And you can talk about
1: your top quality and stuff what's like What's the
2: point that? of saying, oh, yes, we've got to develop rugby league in the United States. We can't even develop rugby league here.
1: And, you know, I get so cynical about this because I think the only reason why these teams are there are to (laughs) enable an extra option on the punting multi. Yeah. That's the only reason. They're not interested in having a pie warmer turned on at 9 o'clock in the morning so people can come for a pie and a cup of tea.
2: And is this where where netball's going to go now? I think so. I I mean, netball, look at Rugby League and learn.
0: Fashion comes and goes. Pop comes and goes. What comes, goes not Rugby League. Rugby League just comes. This is Bludging on
1: the Blind Side. Yes, welcome back to the second hour of Bludging on the Blind Side. Remember, the text number 0467 920 that's 0467 920 or the old-style way, H G at abc.net.au, H G at abc.net.au. And the following people have got in touch in that way, Roy, unless you've got some text they to have, blast. Yeah, a couple
2: on the text, uh, no name on the text, says Netball Diamonds. Why resort to gambling sponsorship? Where is the national pride of Australian miners and retailers of the diamonds? the Australian pink diamond business would be a perfect fit. Oh, I accept all of that. I accept all of that. But yeah. it's mainly netball. I think the diamonds can – I think they're sort of going to be all right, but netball in general is what's struggling.
1: It, that's where the money's being lost yeah. from or lost yeah. to, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, now, uh, so James, of, uh, James in Ashbury says, um, further the ring of league – would you be calling for Penny Wong to be in attendance at the Pacific Tests next weekend at Campbelltown, perhaps as the official guest, or to perform a ceremonial kickoff? Could the relevant ambassadors from Fiji, PNG, Tonga, Samoa, the Cook Islands and New Zealand also be invited to attend? Well, I assume they would all already have been invited. Why, that would be terrific. Uh, often uh, in these matters,
1: business is done on the sideline uh, at these oh, big yes, festivals of various... So. Various communities getting together. Yes. a lot of business is done on the sidelines, oh, yeah. and this would be a great opportunity to solve a <laughs> few problems with the uh, the mall sitting there watching a fabulous game of a fabulous yep, yep. several games of rugby league, sure. and seeing the idea of the Pacifica team coming mm. out of uh, Wellington. Yes, I think that would be the uh, subject that's, that's that right. brought them all together.
2: That's right. That's right. But I'm
1: not against a standalone Kummel side, by the way.
2: Oh no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I think there everyone loves the Kumals. or the Tongan side, and, and we love. Uh, the style of rugby league they play. Mm. Mm. Now, Jason's been in touch. She says, I refer to your concerning story raised on last weekend show regarding the ongoing crisis of rugby league in the bush in the regions. He has several ideas here. Now, one of which he says the first idea is to establish clear federal responsibilities by appointing a federal minister of rugby league or rugby league development in the new Albanese government. The minister, probably Murray Watt, I don't know Murray Watt, must mm-hmm. love his league, though, would be a single point of contact for all issues that concern rugby league, a one-stop shop covering education, infrastructure and espionage. How this, about finance? And finance. This would then force the opposition to form a shadow ministry, probably led by Stuart Robert, <laughs> and a real contest of ideas. <laughs> one that Australians have been crying out for... Yes, would, I agree would, with ...would this. ensure. I, I, yeah. I agree with that completely. Yeah. To remain relevant, individual, uh, independent and teal candidates would also have to weigh in on the debate, introducing private members' bills, et cetera, et cetera, that would keep their heads on the telly once everyone has forgotten about fringe issues like climate change and integrity and uh, energy. What an interesting idea. It that, is, isn't it? That, that
1: for you know obvious reasons, because of the... <laughs> Ferocity of the debate about rugby league. Yes, that le- lesser issues, which they'll become. Yes, you know, gets you know, well, it puts up. things in perspective. Yes,
2: that's the word I'm looking for. That's the system. puts things in on. perspective. Yeah. Um, yes, all right. Well, I must uh, Murray Watt. I'll have to do a bit digging up, yeah, dig yeah him see, up and we, see what his rugby league con- credentials are. are and why. But but uh, the prime Minister's a big league man, a, rabbits, a b- rabbits man through and through. I know. You know, I'm, I'm amazed that uh, we haven't had someone in Cabinet representing Rugby Already. League at this stage. Yeah. Or maybe, they, maybe they, are, they are and we just don't know. Maybe Rugby League has been discussed at Cabinet level. I assume it would have
1: been. Yeah, and the Foreign Minister and the levers, are, you know, oh,
2: taking the power and all that sort of stuff. They're Penny has been uh, doing nothing but talk Rugby League right throughout the Pacific for I the know. last two weeks. A rim visit, yes. yes. Now... Uh, happy rugby league, says uh, Brian from Dimboola.
1: Ah, oh, yeah, Western uh, Western Districts of Victoria. Uh,
2: yeah, somewhere. My conundrum is the death of a league in rural and remote Australian towns. Well, I mean, oh, it's a theme. It's a theme. Rugby league in the bush needs more promotion. Now, why don't the NRL take one dollar from every pie and beverage consumed at each city stadium game? and invested in regional towns, sponsoring ex-legends of league for coaching rural school kids and also supplying equipment.
1: What an excellent it's idea. so simple. I know. Excellent idea. A problem, a problem. needs of money. We solve that problem with the money, and then all of a sudden yeah. we get the flow on from that. All of a sudden the Newcastle Knights are the top 10.
2: Uh Now, Happy Rugby League says uh, Ken, uh, Ken in Hobart. Uh, with the postponed 2021 Rugby League World Cup now scheduled to be played in England this October, November, I, know, I took, a w- took a look at which countries would be competing. The 16 team competition includes Newbies, Jamaica, as well as Greece and Italy, which is great news. Now, it got him thinking, if Jamaica is now embracing rugby league, who else is playing the greatest game of all? And he's found to his surprise the International Rugby League ranking, rankings list 47 countries. Well, uh, this is not, well I mean, uh, <laughs> maybe see, we talk about we this, this miss- every week. It includes such powerhouses as Latvia, Hungary and the Philippines. Yeah. Now, while pursuing this intriguing list, I was reminded of Tasmania's only match of the 2003 Rugby World Cup held in Launceston between Romania and Namibia.
0: hmm
2: To generate interest, Launcestonians were asked to support Romania if their birthdays fell on an odd date uh-huh. and Namibia for evens. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, National jerseys for both nations were snapped up by enthusiastic locals. A near-capacity crowd of 15,400 filled York Park to witness Romania conquer plucky Namibia. Most of the cheering throng had not the foggiest idea of the rules of rugby, nor did they care. They just loved it.
1: Now that might he might have jumped from rugby league to rugby there. He
2: might have too. Uh, Being a yeah, but I
1: mean I'm not, not going to. It's a, it's the idea. The I,
2: it's the idea. I'm yeah, liking. Yeah, that's right. I, that's right. I, it, so yeah,
1: we've known from correspondence here that, mm. I mean Norway and Sweden have great teams. I mean I think they're forty seventh and forty eighth in the world or something like that.
2: Well, it says he's got in thinking, Australians love an underdog, as evidenced by the odds v evens match, so why not hold a Rugby League Underdogs World Cup in Australia, in parallel with the actual World Cup in England?
1: That would be fantastic. The
2: competition would involve the lowest-ranked 16 countries, and they are Sweden, Morocco, Cameroon, Russia, well, I don't know if they'd be welcome, Canada... Solomon Islands, South Africa, Bulgaria, Vanuatu, Belgium, Brazil, Chile, Bosnia and Herzegovina, de- Hes- Colombia, Denmark and Latvia. Um, so, again, similar thing. People would pick a side. Yes, that's right. That's depending, right depending on your birth date.
1: Yeah, or allocate an area <laughs> like, uh, yes. let's say. Um, well,
2: uh, in, in Tasmania. All in Tasmania. I, I think he's suggesting all in Tasmania, yes, yes. Wow, what a great tourist attraction so, to that would be. the Nut would have the oh, yeah, Namibians yeah, or that's right, Stanley yeah. would have yeah,
1: gotcha. the Italians, Devonport, you know, Devonport the, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Et
2: cetera. D- dish them up. Yes. That's It'd incredible. be a marvellous uh, shot in the arm for
1: League for and league and Tasmania. Tasmania. Now, yeah. I think those, uh, I, I must go back to the world rankings because I actually thought some of those were higher than the bottom Sixteen teams, but be that yes. a
2: separate issue. Separate issue. Um, now, this has come from Mark in Toowoomba. I have a pro- proposal to address issues around productivity and worker well-being. From the age of nine, I've been an Eels fan. <laughs> I've followed them through thick and then thin and then thin and then thinner. I'm on the executive team of Regional Hospital in, sa- in Southern Queensland. On Monday afternoon, I was still at work when news started to filter through that the wooden spoon candidates Canterbury Bankstown were giving my beloved fruit pickers a real touch-up. Oh, very old-fashioned touch-up. The following day I was subjected to constant ridicule from workmates. You would. You Are you would. okay? Should we keep the sharp implements away from you today?
0: Etc. <laughs>
2: etc. Et I put a proposal to the management team. Rugby league leave. In the the workplace. (coughs) Whenever a member of the Australian Rugby League family has an unexpected, catastrophic, unpredicted loss, they should be able to claim Rugby League leave. This is not an ordinary loss, not something you would expect. This year, for instance, Dogs and Tigers fans would not be expected to claim leave from the workplace. (laughs) This is when your team is expected by all and sundry to to pick up the two points and they are ambushed (laughs) by a lowly cellar dweller. The league lover who's been hurt in this upset would be able to take a day's leave to work through their stages of grief, from denial to anger, bargaining, depression, gradual acceptance. Wow. It would accept, it would help productivity, wouldn't it? It would. And
1: how much... How much... How much s- leave, just one day, do you think, or a week? Well, go between... Take, it's up to the or, person, it's one up to the, a week.
2: It's up to the employer, I would expect, but uh, I don't think it would be too untoward to offer someone in that circumstance... Um, that you can take leave until the team wins.
1: Wow, now you're talking. See that, Fully that, paid leave. Of course. Yeah. Of course.
2: And I think productivity would go through the roof. It would.
1: It would. It would. Because people do take these things very, very personally. Yes, they, they take things. Um, I mean, you know, it, it is extremely yeah. upsetting when your supporters had to put up with that rubbish the other day. And only score four points That's
2: right Now Graham's been in touch Graham uh, from Adelaide yep. Happy Robo League He says Recently the Premier of South Australia Peter Malinowskis Yes Spent an evening with the Ambos To understand what they experience on a shift And to get a better experience of the ramping crisis I, I saw that I saw yeah. that too yeah, And I, th- yeah. I took my hat off to him I Yeah thought, I thought well, well that's Good on
1: you Good use of his time
2: Yep I have not heard of plans for the premier to spend an afternoon with the various rugby league clubs of South Australia to gain a better understanding of the reasons <laughs> that there is a lack of participation in our state. Could this be an opportunity for an eye of the storm expose?
1: Well, I think it could. But that's an excellent idea, and I tell you what, Cam Smith would open them up like a can of worms. He certainly would, and he would know where to look. Like things like the pie warmer. What time was it put on? Yes, they put in a secret camera. Seeing if somebody came in at nine or somebody yeah. came in at two minutes to sure. two. All that
2: Look, sort of I stuff. don't think we've got to tell the I team what to no, do. No, no, no. that
1: will be right no, absolutely professional.
2: Lying. Yeah, completely professional. Completely over it. Uh, now, Bruce, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce has sent uh, some comments that uh, Benny Elias has made vis-a-vis um, uh, West Tigers by the looks. Um, now, Benny said that Maguire, quote, this is Madge, Quote, had the recipe, but he hadn't been able to cook the meal properly. <laughs> and he denied that the job was a poison chalice.
1: But <laughs> he denied that. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: he goes on to say, This is Benny. We've got everything that supports a successful club. We're extremely well facilitated. We have a massive junior league development program. We've got terrific sponsors. We've just got to get the cattle right. Well, hang on a minute. <coughs> Uh, If they get the players right, you'll see a massive difference, he says. Elias, who played 234 games for the Tigers in a 12-year career, didn't say who else he wanted sacked. Well, hang on a minute. He does say, though, it needs a new culture. It needs a new broom throughout the whole joint.
1: Hang on, with Brett Camorley going already?
2: (sighs) No, I think this is prior to Brett Camorley. Oh, taking over. Because you forget how much fun Tigers used to have in those days.
1: Yeah. You know, they were the the fun club. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They inherited that mantle from the uh, Canterbury-Bangstown Bulldogs. Bulldogs to
2: yeah. The entertainers. Entertainers, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, just finally, HG, this yeah. has come from uh, Sean. He's talking about Namibian rugby. Namibian rugby, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, <clears throat> he's drawing our attention to uh, a player. Uh, the Namibian squadron included a Rudy Van Vuren, who was the only person to play in the Rugby World Cup... And the Cricket World Cup for Namibia, specifically playing in both tournaments in the same year. Wow, that's an achievement, isn't it? Isn't it it? ever? Not only is this a fair-haired, fleet-footed, fly-half, fast bowler, a cricketer and rugby player, he's also a doctor, and I believe that he may also have been the Namibian rugby team doctor. While playing? While playing, It's never been reported if any examination or certificates of good health were issued. It's also reported that Dr. Van Vuren has progressed to being the chief physician to the president of Namibia. The last time I can recall an Australian kitty playing in two completely different disciplines would be the Canterbury, Bankstown Hughes kitties, who I believe turned out for New South Wales in Rugby League and the Sheffield Shield. I think that's true. All three? Oh, not all three. No. No, It might have been Mark. Oh, that's... Or Trout. Trouty Hughes. He could, what was he, a bowler? He was a batsman, I think. Batsman, okay. Batsman Trouty Hughes. What can be done to increase the multifaceted disciplines for current Australian kiddies in schools? Well, that's a very thorny problem.
1: Well, you've got that, uh, you know, Kyle Chalmers, for instance, great yeah. swimmer. He, yeah. They think he would be possible to get a game with the Port Adelaide. Uh, oh, okay. With Port
2: Power. You know, he's, he's, he, yeah. he had a choice. Okay. Good. but that, That's good. People that's good. Oh, w- warning, I suppose, he played both AFL St. Kilda and Cricket. and,
1: uh, yeah. And uh, largely often... Uh, uh, and pe- I
2: want to say Ian Chappell might have played baseball as well as oh, Cricket. Oh, that's true. Tight fit, that, though. Tight fit, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. So similar skills. Yeah. Now, the thing is that we know <coughs> from... Our own experience that mm-hmm. a, you know, growing up in the country, mm-hmm. often the multidisciplineness is writ large because yeah. you got nothing else to do. That's right. So you might as well play footy in the winter and you know, yeah, cricket you just want summer. to be with your mates. Yeah, that's right. Your mates play right. cricket, your mates yeah. play footy. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
2: Yeah, I and have we're not seeing the death of mateship. I hope the death of mateship hasn't got anything to do with the death rugby of league. rugby league.
1: Well,
2: well Oh no, don't say that's true. No, no, no. These thoughts are too dark. These thoughts are far too dark. Um, Anyway, he says uh, further, what can the new government do to facilitate kiddies taking up rugby of either code, cricket in all its forms, and studying to be a doctor at the same time? Surely this can only benefit the nation. Blow that whistle. Ref. Oh, beautiful finish. Beautiful finish. Well, I do recall Kevin Ryan, a very solid prop for Canterbury. Might have played for St George as well. Certainly played for Australia. I think he ended up a barrister. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he
1: did. So. And quite a good, successful barrister. I believe so. But that wouldn't be unusual. Lots I of people. I suppose not. Unu- lots of people would have. Legal businesses to fall back yes. on. Yes. Doctors would be quite common. George proponents well, Yeah, George. well, uh, Nathan Gibbs. Yes. Uh, Look, uh, I, I
2: think Paul Dunn might be an accountant. Yeah, very good accountant. Very good accountant. Yeah, yeah, very good. Prop
1: for uh, yes. Canterbury Brankstown and Bulldogs and the Parramatta in the right. old days.
2: That's right. Fine play. Yeah.
1: Now, hmm. the other thing is is that maybe we need to have something like uh, a prize, <clears throat> You know, come to a name for it, which celebrates this. Yes. So you get Australian of the Year, Young Australian of the Year, Old Australian of the Year, Dead Australian of the Year, and
2: yes.
1: let's call it the Peter Valandis Prize for yeah. one. Better, I, I don't. The
2: most to... versatile Australian of the year.
1: Most versatile. I was thinking more specifically the person who played mm-hmm. Dadi Da and Dadi Da. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to say. Tennis and surfing or whatever it is or, yeah. you know, Ironman and, you know, billiards, it's up to them. They've Sure. Just got, they've just got to submit yeah. Yeah. what they've done and yeah. then there's a panel of people who judge it yeah. and, you know, lo and behold, a winner is declared.
2: Yeah. But it does beg the question, <clears throat> what do our rugby league players do, for example? In the summer. In the summertime. I know. Just wasting their time, uh, are they? Yeah.
1: Well, it's different sometimes in some codes, like I think the Premier League in England, they get about three weeks off uh, yeah. by the time they get all through all their commitments and, you know... Yeah, sure. ...international sure. matches, etc. Yeah. They get about three weeks off. Maybe we have to extend the rugby league season in that manner.
2: Yes, maybe we do. Maybe we do. Das from Perth says, if you're a Titan supporter, you'd need 26 days of
0: uh, <coughs> rugby league leave, one for each round. <laughs> <laughs> in trouble again, on and off the paddock? Well, the legal firm of Burgess and Columatangi, the Southsider Specialists, can represent you at the tribunal from a simple high shot... <gasps> ..to murder. Contact them through bludging on the blind side.
1: Now, Roy... Yeah? To give you an idea, have you got anything on the text there in terms oh, of the dual, dual
2: acceptors? Dual acceptors, yeah. A couple of suggestions, um... Uh, now, Elise Perry, cricket and soccer, mm-hmm. says Brian from the Gold Coast. Uh, Michael Cleary was a Commonwealth bronze medal-winning sprinter, a winger for Souths, a wrestling commentator, and a New South Wales cabinet minister. Well, that's all true. That, that's all a good run of that's things. from Justin. Uh, Kevin Ryan was also a boxer. So he's <coughs> QC, rugby league player and boxer. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Henry Tartner played for Cessnock. I might have said Maitland. I meant Cessnock. Raper did play for, for the West Rosellas, then Curry. Dennis Ward for Wests. Uh, says Tim, yours in the greatest game of all. Uh, Glenn is suggesting Father John Coots, West Rosellas legend, and Furniture Impresario. Oh, I know, I understand that. That's a rare double. Yeah. Now, God, can he, I those, ask – Those lounges. Oh, they're beautiful. Well, they're beautiful. I, I know, mean, you, you buy quality once. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you bought a bloody lounge back in the day from Father John Cooch, you'd still have it today. I know. There'd At, be still people sitting on that same lounge watching their rugby league. And you'd get week after week people would say, have you got one of those Coots
1: lounges? Do you want to sell it? Yeah. Now, can I ask, mm. in those days, was Newcastle more removed from Sydney than yeah, it is today? Much, yeah,
2: much more. Much, much more. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took hours. To, to get to Sydney like from on the, Newcastle. Yeah, on the
1: road, the windy road. Yeah, the
2: windy road. Yeah, and yeah. then
1: also the train yeah. was slower. The
2: train stopped everywhere. Yeah. It was slow. Anyway. Now. Now, uh, did you guys know that Channel 9 CEO Mike Sneasby has been recently blacklisted by the Russian government? I did notice that. Because of no support for the Eye of the Storm program. <laughs> That's the suggestion. Right. No, I, well, didn't I don't know think Staysby's ruled it out of hand as yet. And once these ideas, you know, get a momentum, yeah, they're you know, irresistible. Checking out the South Australian government yeah. and its relationship to rugby league. I think it's a
0: terrific story,
1: story for Cam. Yeah. <laughs> now, <clears throat> look, uh, slightly changing tack here, but still with the problem of clubs. The mm-hmm. the. Uh, this week, Eddie McGuire's had a huge week. Um, the um, the man who is, uh, who's known as Mr Melbourne, he's revealed his radical plan for the Melbourne-based team mm-hmm. in this instant, North Melbourne, to combine with Tasmania to form what he describes here as a super club. Wow. Now, the difficulty is... Here... North Melbourne,
2: do they want to go to Tasmania? No, they don't. Okay. Uh, Does Tasmania want to have them?
1: I don't think so. <sighs> Under Maguire's proposition, uh, the Kangaroos would play 11 games in Melbourne, 11 games in Tasmania, and they'd rope in uh, Alistair Clarkson uh, to be a sort of coach and upper of the game in the Apple Isle.
2: The Kevin Sheedy of the Giants.
1: Well observed, Roy. It comes after a report that opposition from core group of club presidents towards the 19th licence poses a threat to Tasmania's bid to enter competition. So here you have the basically the club presidents... Yeah. Who represent the interests of the current clubs saying, Well, show us your business plan, show us what you got. Now, let's see if we can make that work. Now, the difficulty is most of the clubs think it, it, the current situation doesn't work. Yeah. So you've got a number of teams down the bottom who are in real trouble and yeah. they're going to take Norths notwithstanding, you know, West Coast Eagles, Essen, and so on. They've yeah. got very weak sides and it's going to take a long time for them to improve. And there's no suggestion that there's a lot of players coming along who are going to make improvements instantly. Yeah. Very slow work. So what happens here is, is the um, the – then the Nets cast around trying to make some sort of confection. Now, I'd argue that both the, uh, the um, Gold Coast team and the GW Giants are teams that aren't really needed there, mm. aren't really needed where no. they are, but they're so dug in now because they've spent so much money, they're going to have to spend more money to keep them going. And I saw some figure, and I don't know if this is right, that hundreds of millions of dollars have been spent on the Gold Coast again. Really? Um, you know, maybe a couple of hundred million. Uh, to keep that club going now, <coughs> or to get it up and running. <coughs> now, M- McLaughlin, the murderer, uh, confirmed last week the league was considering <coughs> issuing a new license, not relocating one of the 18 current clubs. I think people would go spare if they, Holland Bowlers, moved north there. Yeah. Um, well, th- see,
2: I, let's look at Eddie's idea plan of a super club. What if we collapsed the Gold Coast Suns? The Giants, and Essendon,
1: all into all Tasmanian. into
2: one Tasmanian club. Well,
1: that would be a super club.
2: It that'd would. Actually, they'd have a quite a good team. They would. Would that work? Well, let's put it that. It would be reducing re- reducing the the number of teams in the competition to sixteen, wouldn't it? It
1: would, and then you'd have. But that'd a, be a good team. Yeah. The, so the players, the, the the problem of players unevenly spread, yes, would be concentrated. So you might have a more Exciting and interesting competition. That's true. Now he's he's um, hopes to crank things up. This is uh, uh, Eddie, and do what they did in the seventies when they went and got North um, North well sent Ron Barassi to North. Yes, and had a ten year rule that turned North Melbourne into a powerhouse and excitement machine. Well, that. I I don't think the clubs are going to stand for that in this day and age unless Mm. you reconfigure the concept of the competition. Mm. And this takes me to the idea that winning, they've got to defuse winning. And so the idea that somehow, you know, teams are going to be great and they're going to get up the AFL ladder, well, they're not. They're not. You just go out there and play to make up the numbers because Would you bother keeping
2: score, HG? Myself, no. No.
1: No. Myself, No. Would. I wouldn't, but uh, I know wouldn't I'm going would be a li- much
2: more conceptual sort of thing, it would. wouldn't it? Did it would, just be a feel thing. I, I reckon we run. We won. Did you count it? No, I didn't. I...
1: No. But then we solve a lot of problems by the appalling nature of the umpiring. You wouldn't worry about it so no, much. you wouldn't. Well, why you I think the I couldn't give a bugger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then, are we going to train this week, Coach? Duh, I don't reckon.
1: No, we did too you, well. You went
2: pretty well last <laughs> week. Yeah, I don't think you need, I
1: think you're cherry ripe for a week <laughs> off. Yeah. Um, because it's just sort of losing all the original reasons why it worked. It's just getting frittered away. Yeah. And the, the, the gambling is just a, you know, the yeah. half the time I feel as though no one goes to the Giants matches or the no. Gold Coast matches. No. I don't mean be kind to of those two people <coughs> go, but...
2: Would it assist HG if we nationalised it? I think you're onto a thing now. So that let's say the Richmond Tigers have been very successful the last few years. They lose 10 players and those 10 players go to the Suns.
1: Me well, now you're talking. hey. Now are talking. Isn't
2: that how you'd do it if you were? In charge of it. If you were trying to, like, a handicapper with a race? Indeed. That's right. What we want is a close finish, isn't it? And we want uh, every, ah. club, every club to have the opportunity of a win. One,
1: yeah. And on the last week of the home and away, yep. everybody's on the same number of points.
2: That's That'd be the ideal.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the idea. Take a bit to organise. Yes, would. It It would. Under Eddie's proposal, 22 home games, including 11 in Tasmania, and 11 at Marvel Stadium. Yeah. The latter one game less than the Roos you know, are currently slated to play in Melbourne this season. Yeah. So it's pretty equal there. $20 million up front to have a full soft cap and go above it if required, including funds to promote the game in the Apple Isle. Mm. Well, where's that money coming from? I'm not sure. Uh, maybe they have to go to Ned's. Now, three years of draft concessions to rebuild the list. The trouble is, three years of draft concessions to rebuild this list destroys mm. the list elsewhere. Mm because that's the only source of, you know, great players is basically bring them through the draft. Yes. Now, access to Tasmanian players within a Tasmanian academy incentivising, I love that word, mm. the club to cultivate and drive the game down south, obviously, uh, across... A oh, centre state. of excellence. I FG, think that's what that they're that talking be, about. Yeah, mm-hmm. Supporters would get free access to the streaming platforms. I'm not sure that they'd want to watch it. but yeah. be those made. Premium TV slots to discount on Melbourne Premiership for travel to Tasmania. Commercially led fixture <laughs> against big teams to embrace a competition structure, a festival of football, in, oh, and then it really does go weird. Festival of football,
2: it mm. should be a festival every bloody week.
1: Correct, in Tasmania with big events scheduled at least once a year, and the clubs still to be called the S- uh, Kangaroos. Mm. Now the
2: Tasmanian mm. Kangaroos. Mm. No, it's got failure written failure written all over it, isn't it? It's it's, it's Durbine, isn't it?
0: Thanks, Durbine. Careful, supervised gambling in schools. Only the rugby league party is putting our kids first. Well, oh, Roy,
1: um, mm-hmm.
2: you've got some texts. Uh, a text here, to As a North Melbourne tragic, this, this uh, unnamed yes. uh, listener. Correspondent. Correspondent. If they move them to Tassie, I would quit AFL and solely support the Tasmanian Rugby League push just out of spite to Eddie's proposal. (laughs) I believe that. (coughs) Uh, Now, someone's suggesting here, uh, happy Rugby League. Kevin Ryan also became a member of Parliament for the Labour Party. That's true. In the mid to late 70s after being the mayor of Hurstville. Yeah, very Very busy fellow. Boxing, Rugby League, QC, Mm -hmm. all of that. Uh, now, former Adelaide Crows player Matthew Liptak was simultaneously a doctor and a football player. That, oh, isn't that great. Janet from uh, and Bend. Oh, that's good. That out.
1: Now, I'll just pour a bit of petrol on the North Fire. Mm. Maguire also highlighted the consequences for North if Tasmania proceeded with the standalone. Yes. Uh, that the Roos would lose games in the Apple Isle. And as of such, the money for those games, which Maguire projected to be five to six million a year, they get or go down the drain, and they would get crunched by Tasmania stockpiling draft concessions. This is not compulsory. This is not relocating North Melbourne to Tasmania or Tassie missing out on a team. It means we have 18 teams, the TV rights money want to have blockbuster games. Uh, I should point out here blockbuster games in Eddie's case, meaning the uh, GWS Giants playing North uh, every week. We don't have 50 and we don't have 50 players to come into the competition we've all been screaming about the standard of the game this keeps the same amount of players it gives us the best opportunity spreads it right it looks after Tasmania I mm-hmm. mean I'm not sure those things apply mm-hmm. what it seems to do is have a business model that involves television rights and gambling first and foremost
2: yes and then the, the of, of and the interests of Tasmania last
0: <laughs> the surface of the lake was calm. And yet it was obvious that NRL secrets lurked in that deep black swamp. Secrets Volandis knew about and could only be revealed on the bludge.
1: Oh, incidentally, talking about, um, you know, media and, you know, television and all, so, mm. uh, you, all that sort of stuff, because of the Logies. Are yeah, oh, you? Yeah. Tonight. Is the Logies tonight? No, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Sorry, tomorrow night. This weekend. And it's not at Crown anymore? No. No. It
2: used to be great at Crown.
1: It's at a, it's at a Casino Broad Broadbeach or something like that. Oh, right. Still you at know, the casino. Yeah, you can, you can still, still get, get a bet on. on. Phew. Now. Phew. Um, yeah, <coughs> and you reckon Ray. Ray. Ray Ma's worth Ray a For of gold. And because remember, be of course. He'd be a sentimental
2: favourite, wouldn't
1: he? I'd be a very sentimental favourite. And remember, of course, Home yeah. and Away, a huge sort oh. of audience over many, many years. Oh, God, yes. People watch it and
2: drop off. He, he might have been in the first episode.
1: yeah. And I think he's allowed to stay stone the crows
2: and everyone. Yes, that's probably right. Was he with Elsa? Was he? Was it Ray and Elsa? Who had the caravan park? Yeah.
1: Look, I'm no expert on the program. It doesn't talk to me really. Uh, But that could be the case. And then they ran the shop.
2: That's right. I remember they they had the shop. And then he. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: Well. This is only what we've garnered from seeing the odd promo. Exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever watched it, much is my shame. I don't think I've seen an episode from start to finish. I haven't. No, oh, I no. haven't.
1: Now, um.
2: I know I've missed out on heaps. Because you haven't watched it. Because I haven't watched it, you
1: know. No. But you see, these shows don't last forever. Witness Neighbours, so I think they're. Well, they, they can
2: up. last forever. I mean, they days of up. our lives are still going. Now, with yeah. some of the same cast members that were there from...
1: 40 years ago. Yeah, Is that guy who used to come to Australia and perform, is he still
2: in it? Is that the Days of Our Lives? No, that's I mean. not Days of Our Lives. <clears throat> uh, he might have played Thorn or... Thorn, that's right, yes. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, Bold and the Beautiful.
1: The Bold and the Beautiful, there you yeah, go. Yeah,
2: yeah. And no, he's moved on. But someone else is playing, playing his part. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, speaking of playing a part, Mm -hmm. Eddie McGuire, we're talking a bit about him with his proposal to ruin AFL, Mm -hmm. uh, he's described his new job of hosting Melbourne Cup carnival coverage as emotional and personal. Oh. That's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, I thought it would be a job that paid him money. Yeah. Emotional and personal. Okay.
2: Uh, How many times has he done it?
1: Oh, I think he's done it a fair few times already. Yeah. McGuire says it was an honour to be asked by Channel 10 yeah. and the VRC to But hang take...
2: on, isn't he on Channel 9? Who's doing... Who's doing?
1: Maybe you get a week off a millionaire hot seat. Your yeah, hot seat. Could they... See, that's a show
2: I haven't seen right through either. What happens at the end?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, one wins no, a... one... Yeah? no one wins a million dollars. A million dollars, dollars.
2: right. Okay. I think I'd know about that. Because it's a million dollar hot seat, isn't it? Yeah, a million dollar hot seat, yeah.
1: Right. And, um... Remember, of course. Uh, well, how come he can do be on Channel Ten and do million dollar hot? I stuff? assume that they have sneezby.
2: Is that sneezby's sort of idea of across the, the rules?
1: Motion? Yes, be changed the rules. But what I was going to say was that maybe somebody gets a. Uh, a week to do it to see how they go. Oh, yeah. Should the worst happen to Eddie and he gets snaffled up by 10 or international interests or something right, like that. Okay. Yep. Anyway. Yep. So gosh, Eddie's hosting. Yeah. Uh, uh, an honour to be asked by Channel 10 to take the reins, which returns him to the network where he got to start in, as a reporter in 1982. Wow. Uh, I've enjoyed having a period of time off and not being ubiquitous, but uh, well, it's been a great honour for me, yeah. VRC, 10, to ask me to be involved, and for me it's personal. Clearly, I'm very much a Channel Nine person. Open yes. brackets, millionaire, hot seat, hot seat. Uh, mm. etc. And the Footy Show. Mm. But to come back to Channel Ten, which gave me a chance when I was a 12-year-old. Yes, I was always very emotional because they launched. They launched and gave me so many people a chance, but nobody more than me. So he sees him yeah. as the greatest star and talent that they have.
2: Oh well, them. well, that's arguable. I, I it is arguable. But couldn't they get someone from their own Ten Stable well, to host it? What about w- Walid Ali or? <laughs> he'd love to do it, and he'd be very good. He would. He would. Or, or Sandra Sully, who does or the news the First at Five.
1: Incredibly good. Incredibly or good. There's so many great stars.
2: And they've got that uh, that show Studio Ten. I find it very hard to look at, it doesn't talk to me. Studio but ten. But they've got great stars. Studio and ten, is that what it's called?
1: I think it is. And then and it
2: goes th- forever. Might start at six in the morning and g- it's still a- not at midday. <laughs>
1: that's right, that's Studio Ten. Now of course so uh, much to
2: talk about. You know, someone uh, comes in and they've got a new way of chopping onions. Or pot plants. Or a pot not, plant. And don't you won't wrong, die. Well. I'm not, no, no matter what you plant. do to yeah, it, exactly. You set it <laughs> an oxy-acetylene torch, they bring it in demonstrate. You can't kill this plant with oxyacetylene. It's yes. just astonishing <laughs>
1: what people are doing <laughs> at home. <laughs> um,
2: uh, Ron Moss was the bloke. Who was oh, thanks very
1: Ron Moss. Well done.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, now, so he's clearly a Channel Nine person, but to be involved, <laughs> it, it's pr- very special. Now yeah. he's flanked by Brittany Taylor, Michelle Payne, uh, Michael Felgate, and Katie Price. Uh, yeah. he, he's going to elevate Cup Week. I mean, how could it get any bigger? Cup Week. Cup I mean, Week. He, they've got a holiday for it. Yep. They've got a holiday for the Oaks Day. They've got a holiday on the Monday when the horses is clippity-clopped down the main street. How could they make it any bigger? Yeah. I look at it from the point of view that there's – here is an event that's been going for 162 years.
2: Is that how you look at it? <laughs> oh, I suppose that is a way of looking at it. is <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> looking at Bold and the Beautiful. <laughs> it's on television. It's on television. It's been going since 1862.
1: (coughs) And COVID made things hard over the last couple of years, but it's just like the Formula One (laughs) Grand Prix. Maybe we need a little bit of time out to realise what we had as a result of that. Jesus, there's an insight. That is a perspective. The opportunity to play an elite role in the telecast of what is one of the great carnivals of the world is sensational.
2: How come Seven haven't got that? Because they go racing all the time on Seven. Well, he
1: mentions that uh, Bruce does a great job. Bruce but does a great job! He said, the first time I worked with Melbourne Cup, Bruce was calling it. Yes. And, uh, and I was at the barrier. Bruce gave me a shot. To be able to have 100,000 people over four days of the carnival, puts it up with Ascot and Kentucky Derby, and that's where we want to take it.
2: Yes. Right.
1: Hmm. They're going to take it to Kentucky.
2: Right. Well, right, how right. come Seven haven't got that? Well... How'd that work out? Well, this is a clue. He
1: says he sits on the board of Visit Victoria. Oh. Don't they do a great job? Visit Victoria. Laneways. That's You right. know graffiti. Oh, that's that's yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. The Melbourne Cup Carnival is one of the tentpole events in the life of our country, and particularly our city and the state in I live in means to, a lot more to me, etc. Yeah. Now, one thing is, of course, that uh, Peter Valandis doesn't agree with any of this. No, he thinks that the uh, he you thinks
2: know. he thinks it's rubbish. <laughs> He thinks it's been rubbish for 168 years.
0: Rugby League is the only code to assist in the development of both the Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines. Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: In fact, I'm pretty sure Volandes would be happy if they took the uh, cup to Kentucky. Oh, he would. Yeah. if you give him an open yeah. hand with Sydney Racing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now bit of fight news. Sadly, I've got nothing off the Pelican Circuit. I had hoped to have more Pelican Circuit news and DC oh, very yeah. quiet. Oh, yeah. Was that? See, Moons and uh, Brendan Favola are the yeah. key, key when, step on? When's well, it? it's August and, ah. unfortunately, no belt announced. But mm. the alphabet... I might have mentioned this: the alphabet super belts, which yeah. is available now to boxing. I mean, yeah. I'm sure the Pelican Circuit could come up with something yeah. like
2: PC heavyweight belt. Listen, how many belts were unified by Hooney the other night? There were three belts, weren't there? Was, there were. There, there, was there were it three belts: the WBA, belts. the PCO, and the PCA. Not, Did they come together? <laughs> <laughs> something like that.
1: Not wasn't bad. It? Not bad. Yeah. I can't. I can't keep up. But no. they've got all these regional belts now. Regional in that, belts. In that yeah. Level.
2: But I just love seeing belts unified. No. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I and I don't think these three, the the PCA, the BW and the ACU, I don't think they've been unified before. I think Hooney's the first.
1: I, I think that's right. Mm. A lot of them seem brand new to me, but that's just <laughs> well, me. The well,
2: true. Yeah. Now, true. Well, hang on. Once you get a belt, don't you keep the belt forever? It's not yours forever? No,
1: you're just till you have the next belt. Is that right? Because oh, okay. people like to see a belt. What all do all you the lose
2: it? What if I lost it?
1: Oh, well, no, that would be different. They'd make a new one.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I, I suggest there are a hell of a lot of lost belts out there. <laughs> Usually in the wardrobe of the bloke. Oh, <laughs> That's right.
1: And they don't go and have a look. <laughs> now, this speaking of this, it's apropos of the Tim Zhu's dream of a world title shot will become a reality after an agreement was struck for him to take on undisputed world welterweight champion Jamel Charlo. Now, I think you broke this story a while ago. Yeah. Now, uh, earlier this month, World Boxing Organisation ordered that Zhu be Charlo's next opponent, leaving the parties 20 days to come to an agreement yeah. in interview, dot, dot, dot. They told us that uh, they have an agreement and that they are looking for a date and because the big fights are coming up, etc. This it's a crowded card. Mm. The trouble is halfway through the week, that was on Monday, mm. by I think Wednesday uh, somebody else had stepped in and said, well, hang on a minute, I've got a date with uh, Charlo first up before he can fight. Before Zoo? Before he can fight Zoo. Now this didn't. Well, dip- hang on, isn't someone keeping Charlo's diary? Well, exactly. I mean, why isn't. Why isn't this in some sort of central central register Yes. where it would be easy to look up and see, oh, hang on. You oh, hang
2: on. I can't fight you until da-da-da because I've got this clown.
1: Yeah, that's right. I've yeah. got to get rid of this bloke. Now
2: – So is that put a pall, cast a cloud over zoo? It does because I don't – I think the other uh, Does that fighter, mean his dream won't be able to come true until next year now?
1: Well, correct. Oh, if then.
2: If – oh, no. You
1: know, no, he's got to wait. And it's terrible because, you know, boxes go off, as you know. They do. You know, they, they just don't say hot all the time. Oh. It's like a footy team. You know, you can't can't have it up all the time. Eventually, no. it's got to come back to work. No. I don't know what's going to happen here. Yeah. And it disturbs me because I just think, wouldn't it be great to have
2: yeah. the name Zoo? Zam Zoo back, yeah. Now, am I with, even, with a belt.
1: With a belt. And with the other belt. thing is, is there's uh, the older brother mm. is still fishing around for something. And I may have missed what he was up to because, um. He had the big win the other day, Mm. and now he must be looking for somebody.
2: Hooney? No, not Hooney. Oh, sorry. The older zoo. Oh, the older zoo, yes. (coughs) Yes. Nick. Nick. Yeah, he'll Mm. be looking for someone, but Hooney will be looking for someone as well. Well, Hooney would be looking for someone. Now he's got those three belts, united and unified. It puts him, I think, in the top 15 of the world.
1: Uh, That could possibly be true, Mm. but... um, Remember, of course, as I pointed out, some so, of these...
2: Are we talking Tyson Fury? Because he's talking about coming back. Is there any talk about Hooney Fury?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. Although people uh, were disappointed, and I, I don't mean to speak out of the ring here, mm. with the quality of the bout, which seemed to suggest somebody came to with WD, WWE agenda, and Hooney has lost all his power. Oh, and I worry about the metacarpals. Oh, oh the
2: metacarpals. That's right, because he had to withdraw from the Olympics, didn't he? He because did. with the with dud, dud, dud. Play-doh hands.
1: Yeah. And I think this is going to be a problem for him.
2: Yeah. I and don't know how you toughen your hands up. I mean, someone must know. C- could he reach out to, say, Jeff Fennick or someone like that? Jeff
1: Fennick. I've been told that the, the <coughs> karate people put, them, put the hands in and out of sand all the time.
2: Oh, hot to sand? What? Toughen- <laughs> hot sand and then into a bucket of ice. <laughs>
0: Australians, do you want to become a rugby league referee? You're shocked your parents won't speak to you and now you don't know where to turn. Well, help is available. Keep listening to Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: And when we look ahead now, Roy, uh, mm. Kyrgios and the... The competition he's in at the moment. Yes. Uh, yep. Are yep. you seeing... There's
2: this in Germany. Yeah, he's looking good. He's looking good on grass. He may well be the best grass court player in the world at the moment. We'll know when Wimbledon d- starts. Comes
1: underway. Yeah. Now... Uh, I'm, are there any other build-up uh, matches that, sorry, oh, events? Queen's, there's Queens. Queen's. yeah,
2: sorry, that's the one I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, I think Demonar Dim, was doing okay in Queen's. So right. I think now, Queen's is underway.
1: Already underway, I right. think so. Yes. I so think it so. goes and,
2: through. And Andy Murray appears to be in pretty good shape on grass as well. Right. And there's talk of Rafa maybe playing, although oh. that would be quite miraculous given that he hasn't been able to feel his foot for some years. For some years, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and you I, know. I don't know whether the, the, it's a bit harder on your foot on grass than clay. I don't know. There's it's, a lot more sliding in clay. Um,
1: and true, you would imagine uh, somehow the grass was a more spongy surface, but I'm being, I mean, being entirely wrong.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can't help you there, HG. So it you might put more pressure on your foot on grass having to stop, change direction, whereas with clay you sort of slip and... Isn't
1: it weird how these uh, Aussie players are great on grass when most of their life they never go on grass?
2: No, but they're Australian.
1: It's in our oh, DNA. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's in our true. DNA. Yeah,
2: yeah. You, you, you're told. You're told. The first stories you hear about, about Roy Emerson yeah, and, and Rod Laver and, and, and all of that, grass. Mm, mm, it's always grass. Mm, grass, And this is how you play it. This is how you play it. <coughs> uh, Ron Moss played Ridge. That's true. Ridge, yes. That's true. And Ridge yeah. was on with Brooke. And I think the original Brooke might still be there. But someone else is playing Ridge. That's right. Thorne was his brother. Ridge and Thorne. Terrific names. And we met uh, Ridge or yes. Ron Moss at the Logies. We did. That's right. I yeah. think he might have sung a song. He did. He did. And and uh, he was at our table when we were dining. Very pleasant fellow. He, he was. Very, very, yeah, that's right. Softly man. spoken. Didn't yeah. have big tickets on himself. or No. And, and Mr. Didn't and know Thomas. anything about rugby league. And nor was he interested.
1: <laughs> but we didn't hold that against him. Because and someone's
2: suggesting Tim Zoo is the older brother. Oh, sorry, it might Tim. It well be the case. Yeah, no, Tim
1: Zoo is the older brother. Sorry, I made a mistake there. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I just yeah, got yeah. The And mistake. Toovey was an accountant. Jeff Toovey. Jeff Toovey, yes. As well as a rugby league player. As players. well as a rugby league player, yeah. He'd do, okay. do your tax for you. Wow. I suppose he did all the players' books. Of course he does. <laughs> and we'll
1: leave it there with the idea that during the week, yes. we'll come up with a whole heap of other people who've done two things at once. <laughs> that's the sort of show it is. That's bludging on the blind side. Enjoy the week. Enjoy your rugby league. See you same time next week. But remember, the podcast will be up in a couple of minutes' time. And if you want to check all the facts, and there are a lot of facts to check, <laughs> that's the way to do it. Listen to the podcast. See ya. Bye.